have our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for peace in our hearts. We know where we're going. We're not in darkness. We're walking in light. And we know that our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we know we serve a living God. We have so much to thank God for today. Thank you, Lord, because we're yours and we belong to you. It's so good to see you. Welcome to Stratford Heights Church of God. Welcome. It's our honor to have you with us today. Look at someone and smile before you're seated for just a moment. And then be seated for just a quick moment. That's good. It looks so good to see you. We're excited about something that's going to go on here at Princeton. At, ooh, about set. <laughs> I just about slipped up, but I didn't. You didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> we want to welcome you. I know that you love God and you love His Word. How many of you love to study the Bible? That's good. I know you do. How many of you love to worship? Yeah. Okay. We want you to know that uh, every Sunday morning at 8.30's early service, and then there's an hour of studying the Bible called Sunday School at 9.30. Classes all over the building. And then there's morning, um, mid-morning service like this service. And then this week, starting tonight, we're in what? Revival. Let's say that again. Revival. We're going to be here worshiping the Lord every night through Thursday night at 7 o'clock with Brother and Sister Sergeant and Pastor and all the singers and musicians. We're going to be here to worship the Lord. So we're glad that you're here this morning. Thank you for being with us. We want you to remember that. Every Friday morning we have prayer meeting here from 11 to 12. And you can come and pray with us. And I thought I would mention to you, if you come and you can't stay the whole, the entire hour, you may come and just leave as soon as you're finished. But we come and spend an hour every Friday morning from 11 until 12 praying and asking God to help our church. We know you can pray at home and we do pray at home, but that's a time when we just specially set apart. If one, anyone wants to come here in the sanctuary to pray with us, you are welcome. And we're going to look forward to you helping us pray all week for souls to be saved and the revival to be blessed. We know it will be because, brother and sister, sergeant, are people who love God. And we know from their past that they have proven true soldiers. And they're going to join in the fight here with us at Stratford Heights and have church this week. So we're going to ask all of our visitors that are here this morning, our guests, if you would just remain seated at this time. And we're going to ask all of our members and regular attenders to stand at your seat and look around you and you're going to find all of our guests, our beautiful people that are visiting with us maybe or just been here a few times. And we would like for you to get out in the aisles and shake hands and greet one another and welcome them to Stratford Heights. God bless you. the humble, raise them high. You choose the weak, make them strong. You heal our brokenness inside and give us life. Same 
in this house this morning just to honor him Lord we love you today so we hold these elements in our hands for communion the Lord's Supper Lord we remember we remember the sacrifice of Calvary's cross 
we remember what you did for us. Lord, in our own lives, when we get off track, Lord, all we need to do is look back to the cross. Remember what you've done for us. When the enemy fights hard and tries to tear us down and attack us, the world crumbles all around us, Lord, we'll look to the cross and we'll remember. We honor your presence in this house this morning. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for what you've set in order in the church that we would remember. Your scripture, it says, until you come. And we're gathered around the throne of God together in your presence there once and for all to celebrate this last supper. We give you honor and praise this morning. and We thank you for the blood. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. As you hold the elements of communion in your hands today, this is a privilege and an opportunity for us to be a part of something the Lord himself. Now, there are lots of traditions, sacraments of the church that have been put in order and put in place by men, by churches, orthodox or non-orthodox throughout many generations. But this that you hold in your hand this is a sacrament that was given to the church by Christ himself. When we understand its purpose was because the Lord knew that in our lives that circumstances were going to come, the world was going to change, times were going to change, and it would be so easy as you would probably be quick to say amen to in your own life. It's all too easy at times to get off track, to get sidetracked, to get distracted, to allow things to start to take our focus away from the main thing. So in his superior divine intelligence, the Lord set this beautiful tradition right in the lap of the church. He said, and as oft as you drink this drink and you eat this bread, remember what I have done. How many of you know it's all about Jesus? I get up in the morning, it's about Jesus. I go to bed at night, I say amen. It was about Jesus. If I succeed in this life, it's because the Lord has shown me favor. If I'm a good person and I've got good character, it's because the Lord has shown me mercy and grace. If there's anything lovely, anything of good report, these are the things that come from God, our Father, who's given us all good things. Amen? Paul was writing about that night, and he said these words. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had supped, he said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Then Paul added this addendum. He said, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, 
So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. The Lord wanted us to make sure that this is not just some obligation, some routine. We stop in the middle of our service, in the middle of our worship, to include in our worship this holy moment of remembrance. As you hold the bread in your hands, Jesus looked at his disciples and he broke the bread, gave thanks and said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for leaving the throne. For coming down to this earth incarnate, the Son of Man, the Son of God, to live on this earth and live out a sacrifice for our sins. Thank you. And in the same manner, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood. This is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. As oft as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. The hero, our champion, who gave his life and sacrifice for us, shed his blood that you and I could live for all eternity. Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of say that again. What can wash? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus sing it back we thank you for the blood Lord Thank you for the sacrifice.
praise you, Lord. We exalt your name, Lord. He is in this house. Lord, we make way for you this morning. We glorify your name. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power.
lies To break every chain Break every chain Break every chain To break every chain Break every chain Break every chain Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house of here this morning. He's had a sweet presence here since early this morning when we came at seven to pray and intercede and 
He's going to have his way. There's people that's going to be touched today, and they're going to leave changed. Not because of something that we did, but it's because of something that he did. We are a house of prayer, so let's join together right now as we lift up and pray for the nation of Israel. Father, we join together. Lord, just as we sang from our hearts, Lord, we are a house of prayer, and we believe in prayer believe in the power of prayer, not because it's something that we do, it's because it's something that you honor, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we lift up Israel at this time, where we ask for your covering, Lord, that you would protect your people, that you protect our borders, mothers, fathers, the soldiers that are there, Lord, the leaders. We ask that your will would be done, Lord, that your name would be lifted up on high, Father. We pray and intercede for your people according to your word peace and prosperity of Israel. Father, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Amen. You can clap for the Lord. That's all right. It is so good to see you in the house of God today, this house of prayer. And boy, has it ever been a house of prayer. Walked in here a little after seven o'clock this morning when the intercessors were here praying. And let me remind you, we made a few announcements several weeks back about the intercessory prayer group that comes at seven on Sunday mornings. This morning, I don't even know how many there were. I, I couldn't count them all. There was probably somewhere close to 20, 25 people that were here. And I walked in and I thought, well, I'll find some folks just sitting in corners reading the word politely and lightly and maybe saying a few prayers, maybe like Hannah did in the book of Samuel where she just kind of moved her lips a little bit. I thought it'd be a quiet time. It was nothing like that. I walked in here and these people were walking the aisles and they were crying out to God and praising God. You could hear it in the hall when I first opened the door and I couldn't hardly wait to get to the sanctuary door. When I opened up the door, I began to weep before I even got down past pew number five. Found me a spot somewhere and I just wailed and cried for the, about 45 minutes. The power of the Lord has been here since early this morning. I encourage you to come and be a part of that intercessory prayer group. Anyone's welcome. Boy, they get a hold of the Lord. They praise God. They're not shy in any way, shape, or form. They love to pray. And if you are the quiet type, you can find you a corner somewhere and, and pray to God in quiet. And that's all right, too. But we appreciate those folks who are coming and setting the atmosphere. How many of you know the atmosphere is set this morning for revival? We are delighted to have with us Brother and Sister Lane and Judy Sargent. They're familiar to you if you have been here any length of time, you've heard them before. I'm gonna go ahead and introduce them at this point so that once the music ministry has is, is come to us one more time, they'll, Brother Sergeant will be able to just come on up and give the word to you. But I wanna acknowledge them and, and let them know they are our guests through Thursday evening. They're gonna be here tonight, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're gonna be in revival and God, I'm believing, God's going to do something amazing. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. For what? They shall be filled. God's going to move in our midst. 
read a scripture at the 8.30 from Psalm 42 where it said, As the deer pants for the water brook, so does my soul thirst after you, O God. When shall I come before you? We're hungry and we're thirsty this morning. And boy, at 8.30, it's already come rainstorm. Not out there, in here. And it's going to continue as we look to this service today. But I want to thank them for coming, being with us. I want you to properly thank them. I would like Brother Sergeant to stand, leaving Sister Sergeant seated. Oh, no, she's going to do it. She just had surgery seven weeks ago, and she's standing. <laughs> they are spiritual father and mother of this church. Many, many years ago, if you're new to our church, they pastored us for eight years. And when I was a teenager and stumbled in the back door with a broken heart, they were the pastors of this church, and uh, they took me in. And I was telling the early service, I used to sit and watch him pray. I'd listen to him preach. I'd watch the way he dealt with people and worked with people, and he touched my heart. He taught me how to be the man that I am today when it comes to serving the Lord. And I love them very much. They've been there for me every time, not just sometimes, every time I've ever needed them. And I appreciate them. I've called him <laughs> times when it was a funny thing, I guess. And I'd say, I need your help. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need you to come up here. <laughs> and he's always been right there to help me. We love them. But more than that, he always brings the fire in the presence of God. And he preaches the word of God. And we always have church. And I'm believing for a wonderful week of their ministry here at our church. So they'll be coming and such a sergeant is his right hand and, and she pushes him along and he'll, he'll get to preaching and she'll talk to him from over there. You ought to hear it sometimes. But we, lo we love them so much and we welcome them here. All week they're our special guests. Also want to recognize a son and daughter of our church who's went on out into the world and they're pastoring a great church, the City Movement Church in, in Dayton, Ohio. We love them. They served with us for many, many years, our assistant pastor, youth leaders, and, and just so much in worship, and we love them, and they slipped in on us. They're actually on vacation today and chose to come home because we consider them coming home here. Pastor Brad and Stephanie Reffitt, you guys stand up. We love you. We love them very much. We're very proud what they're doing in Dayton. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endures forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. Can you say amen? Our ushers are coming to serve you. And as they do, I would ask you, alongside me, to give. I told the 830 service, I said, I remember when I was at Lee, W.P. Atkinson at the North Cleveland Church of God where I attended when I was a student. He got up one Sunday and he said, everybody who loves God gets something, a gift in their hand. 
And I thought that was kind of like, wow. Until he started to share and talk about how, he says, you know, we got to remember where our blessings come from, where our strength comes from, where our life and breath comes from. The heartbeat in your body right now is a gift from the Lord. And nowhere in scripture do we ever find men or women coming to the Lord without coming with a gift. They always brought a gift. I was reading this week, Hannah, who was bringing her son, Samuel, who she had promised to the Lord. But I found it interesting that as she was bringing Samuel to the, to the temple to offer to the Lord, to loan him to the Lord for service all the days of his life, it says that she brought an offering. She brought her gift. And I thought, Lord, that is to remind us that everything belongs to him and that we don't ever casually come into his presence. So I come today bringing my gift. And I would ask you to do the same. You're not paying. You're not paying for Stratford Heights services. You're not paying for any benefits. You're making an offering in obedience to God and to his ways that go clear back as far as the written word will take you. He asks us to give. And as you give in your offering today, it goes to the to blessing the guests that have come to be with us this week from Alabama. We want to bless the ministry. We want to bless them. And I want to do that in a way that doesn't just make an offering that meets a need in their life. So would you help me to do that today? Let's pray. Father, as we come, we do thank you, like we've mentioned, that this is our opportunity to bring into your presence. You've blessed us if we left this house this moment, God, we'd already say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. But Lord, you've blessed us with your, your blessings, your favor, your mercy, your grace, your presence. And Lord, we will not fail now to give an offering, will not fail to bless you, to bless the work of your ministries around the world. We pray that you will touch every heart in life. Make it possible, Lord, show all of us, show us the power of our giving and how you use it in the economy of your kingdom. Let us be a part of that today with a joyful heart, for you said you love a cheerful giver. So we give, Lord, from hearts that are full and asking your blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
It's all right to give him praise in the house. Something's about to happen in your life. You'll never be like you were. Woo! Everybody stand if you're able. Put your hands together. Lift your voice as loud as you can and give praise unto him. That amazing grace reached into the dregs of sin, brought you out, set you up on a rock, established your going, put a song in your heart. He is the one that delivered you. Glory, glory, woo! What are you doing? I'm just having a good time. Somebody asked me one time, said, why do you act like you do? I said, you ever, anybody ever been to a baseball game? All I gotta do, there you go. Thank you. He's at least being honest. The rest of you trying to look like the Pope or something. When you go to a Reds game and the ball goes in the outfield over the fence, that's called a... And when you hit a home run, you have to touch every base. My Jesus, 2,000 years ago, hit a home run. I'm simply running the bases and I'm almost home. All I gotta do is run. Woo! You may ask me again, what am I doing? I don't know. My mind is going like a whirlwind right now. And that clock, who moved it? By, tomorrow, by tonight, somebody just take it down and do away with it, okay? Turn in your Bible, if you will. I don't know why it is when I come here to preach, I can't preach the same thing in the second service. But the Lord's leading me to probably one of the most familiar scriptures in the entire Bible, Psalm 23. Because I believe we need security in uncertainty. Amen? Now you're the second crowd. I forgave the ones this morning for being quiet. They weren't really awake. The only problem I'm having with you is it's getting close to lunchtime and your stomach is going. Just let that be an amen. All right? I believe when you leave here in a few moments, you won't be the same person who came in. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus and stay the same. You're going to leave different. There was one man in the Bible who left different because he came to Jesus and said, what must I do to earn eternal life? And he spelled it out. And he was so disappointed he left. That's not the way you're leaving this morning. Hello. Whoa. I can't wait to lay hands on somebody. If not enough of you will get in this altar, we're gonna go out and stop cars. And I'm going to give it away to somebody. Does anybody want it? Give it, does anybody want anything this morning? 
There's an anointing in this house, folks. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. It is the anointing that sets you free. It is the anointing that changes your life. It's the presence of God in this house that's gonna make a difference in your life because he's already made one in mine and I'm just gonna give it to you. Anybody want it? Say, I want it. Glory. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Notice verses one, two, and three. He says, the Lord is he, he, he. Then when we get to verse four, he says, yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Security and uncertainty. We can have the greatest security in the most perilous times because we know the shepherd. And not only do we know him, he knows us. Father, let your Holy Spirit do a work with your word. Oh my God. Let this word take hold in their heart and let it be a seed planted to germinate and produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Satan, you have no place here. You have no more strongholds in this house. Whatever stronghold they walked in with is being broken right now while I'm praying. The chains are coming off. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. In the name of Jesus and everybody shouted amen. You may be seated. Whew. See, when you understand that we are living in the most perilous, difficult times of our lives, you also understand that we have a God who is not surprised by what's going on. Somebody said to me one time, well, I can't believe they took prayer out of school. I said, we had it and didn't use it. Hello. I don't want them to do that, but we didn't use what we had. They're taking the sanctity of life and destroying babies every day. They're taking laws and rearranging them. They're doing away with mor morality. Everything is either immoral or amoral. We have more amoral people than we've ever had. What's that mean? That means they have no morals at all. There's nothing good, there's nothing bad, there's nothing true, there's nothing false. Folks, we are in perilous times. Say perilous times. We are in a time when this world is rocking and reeling in the storms of life and it's time for somebody to stand up and say, I am a child of God and I have an answer for your life. You don't have to give up where you are. You don't have to stop where you are because I have an answer and his name is Jesus Christ and I want you to know he is my shepherd. He is my all in all. He is my strength. He is my warrior. He is my fighter. He is my anointer. My Lord, does anybody know Jesus in this house today? Wow, get ready, get ready, get ready. I sound like T.D. Jakes. Get ready. It's simply as we look at this scripture, I'm gonna break it apart and probably won't finish. So that means 
If you don't promise me you're going to come back tonight, I've already told them to lock the doors. Say thee. Say thee. Not a Lord, not a God, not many gods, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Confucius, not any other God. Thee. There is only one. He doesn't use the article A. The article A would mean there's somebody else. But when you use the article the, you are saying that there is only one. There is none beside him. There's none above him. There's none around him. There's none to supersede him. He is the. And when he is the, that means he is the only one. There may be other people who call themselves gods, but there is only one, the Lord. I gotta stop and catch my breath so I can keep going. When you understand with this one article, he takes and delineates everything into one capsulization to say, one God. Who is he? When he said thee, he said he's the one who stood on the brink of darkness when there was nothing and spoke his word and there was light. He's the one that stood on the brink of nothing and every time he spoke, something happened. You go back to the book of Genesis chapter one, read it in its entirety and it says, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. Now let me tell you something. He doesn't speak just to have something to say. He speaks in power. He doesn't just talk to be talking. When he says, something happens. When he speaks, something is released. I'm so glad to tell you that when he spoke it all into existence, in John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word, Jesus. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And there was not anything made that was made without him, but by him everything was made. When God spoke it into existence, Jesus was there. And Jesus is the living word. And when that living word comes into your life, the living word that lives in you, and you speak the living word, then God, God does something in somebody's life and lives are changed. I'm tired of people just being the same old, same old. I want to see the word of God change your life. I've scared some of them, Pastor, but it's okay. Say thee. That's it. Now say Lord. The word he uses for Lord is Jehovah. Jehovah is a word in Hebrew that means covenant-keeping God. (laughs) He keeps his covenant with you. He doesn't change it. Whatever he said, he said. Whatever he'll do, he'll do. Aren't you glad you're in a covenant with him? See, I got a covenant with him. He got me. He didn't get much, but I got him. I got the one who can take care of me anytime, anywhere, wherever, whatever I'm going through. I got the one who snatched me out of the water when I almost drowned. He's my covenant God. I got the one who was in the ambulance with me when they were taking me to the hospital and said I was having a heart attack when they prayed and they did it again, said everything was all right. That's the covenant God. It's the covenant God that was with me when I was an infant child and I quit breathing and my mother prayed for me and I came back to life. Who is it? He's my covenant God. And being my covenant God, he is Jehovah. And being Jehovah, he is Jehovah Jireh. And Jehovah Jireh is the one that will take care and supply all your needs. He will provide he will provide he was the one that provided when God turned to Abraham and said take your only son take him up on Mount Moriah 
And when he did and he got close to the mountain, I, I like what he said to his workers. He turned to his workers and said, you stay here with the donkeys. The son and I are going up to the top. I got news for you. I got no time to stay with the donkeys. I'm not going to use the scriptural term, okay? Then I would get in trouble. He said, you stay here. We're going to the top. Don't you ever tell me that. I'm going. I'm not going to be like the children of Israel who stood at the bottom of the mountain, watched it shake, saw the thunder, heard the thunder, saw the lightning, said, we're going to stay down here. You go up there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm in a covenant, and I'm going to the top of the mountain with him. See, if you will do what God tells you to do, and you make your way up your side of the mountain, he's pushing the ram up the other side. The reason you haven't gotten to what God has provided is you won't keep climbing. Good preaching. I like that. Quit giving up halfway up. This is no halfway gospel. This isn't meant for you just to lollygag around. That's a southern term for lay around, do nothing. This is not a time for you to take it easy, pull your shoes off, sit out by your shade tree and drink a Pepsi. No, this is time to get up and put your warrior clothes on and go to work. Why, we're in a covenant with a God who will provide. Say provide. This thing's gonna build, I may finish Thursday night, okay? I'm just now on Lord. Covenant, say covenant. A covenant means that he keeps his end of the promise. Do you know why we have so many marriages failing? It's because they don't look at it as a covenant. They look at it as a contract. Oh, y'all looking at me again. I'm so glad I got the memo to wear purple today. Thank y'all. It looks good. I was trying to tell them I wanted to sing in the choir, but nobody asked me, okay? I better quit that. I forget where I'm at. Somebody. In this covenant that we make, we understand that a covenant is not to be broken. When I pastored, I did a lot of counseling. And I had a lot of young men come in my office here in, in Alabama and they'd say, I don't love her anymore. And I'd look at them and I'd say, So? You made a covenant. She don't look like she used to. Well, you ought to see you. Your six-pack turned into a keg. Hello? See, you're in a covenant with that woman. I'm in a covenant with this woman. I made a covenant that I'm going to stay with her even when she had surgery. And they gave me a shirt that said, Coach. Now she's going to buy me a new one that says, Slave. And we're just going to keep going. But we're in a covenant relationship with each other. I'm going to take care of her. She's going to take care of me. Everything hadn't always been wonderful, but I tell you what, we've made it because we love each other and we're in a covenant. The same goes with your relationship with God. Quit giving up on him because it doesn't go like you think it ought to go. Quit giving up on him because he doesn't do what you think he ought to do. Do you realize you're going through a problem right now because he's trying to develop you? Quit kicking and whining and get in on it and let God bring you through. Somebody give me praise, give him praise in his house. Say Jehovah. Somebody say Jehovah. 
You also get the word Yahweh. The word Yahweh is never written with any vowels because the Hebrew people will not say Yahweh. They, they will not pronounce the name. Covenant God. He's Jehovah Jireh. Say God will provide. He's Jehovah Rafika or Rafa. Jehovah Rafa means my God is my healer. You know what happened this morning in the early service? People got healed. Their emotions were healed. I saw it happen. I saw it taking place. Do you know why you're here today? He's your healer. He not only heals your physical body, he heals your mental body. He not only heals that, he heals your inside. Hello? Say, he's my healer. Because how do I know he kept the covenant with me? Because the way you make sure there's a covenant is there has to be a shedding of blood. And we took the communion this morning. You know what I call what we did this morning? The meal that heals. Come on, the meal that heals. Because when I took that little piece of bread, I don't know why they have to make it so tasteless. It is. I thought I was chewing cardboard or something. I started to advise your pastor, say, break it in half because you're going to try to chew on this and talk again. It's hard to do. But look at this. That little piece of bread represents every stripe on his not a whipping. They had metal rivets, rivets like rivets that were in the ends of those stripes, of those cat and nine tails. And when they would bring it into his back, it was like a claw. And they, it is said that when they whipped him, that it would go in beyond the flesh and almost touch the bone and jerk it out of him. Every time they did that, he said, you are healed. Every time he took that stripe, by his stripes, I am, I am, I am, not I shall be, I am. See, I've been having a struggle. I'm, I'm always confessing. I've been having a struggle. I've been preaching 49 years. I started when I was seven, so you can add it up. 49 years. Here in the last seven, almost eight years, I have been more in the Word and more with God I've ever been in my life. When I pastored, I didn't have time for God. I know. I said, we're just going to talk. You can call me Joan Rivers. Can we talk? Listen, look at this, folks. When you understand that His Word is more powerful than anything in your life, what I've been struggling with is, why aren't more people delivered? Why aren't more people healed? I used to hear a man come by who pastored in Cincinnati, and I'd hear him preach, and he'd say, I just came by to tell you. You know who I'm talking about. He preached the word, and I believe that God wants to release and inundate us with the miraculous. Not so we can just be healed, so we can tell it everywhere we go. He doesn't heal you just to prove he's God. He don't have to. He heals you to give you identity that you are his child and his word is in your life and he has healed you. Question. 
What are you asking God to do that when he does it, you can't take credit for it? Thank you. I got one amen and a couple of ums. Listen to me. What is it you're praying about that when God does it, he gets all the credit? See, we're good at helping God. Look, the man brought his son to Jesus. And when he brought his son to Jesus, he kept casting himself in the fire, demon possessed, and everything was going on. Mark chapter 9, if you want to read it later. See, Jesus had been up on Mount Transfiguration. He took the disciple, two, uh, his three, three of them with him, okay? I mean, can I give you a little insight there? I believe they could have all gone. I believe the three chose to go, and the other nine decided to stay at the bottom. Guess what happens when you stay at the bottom? When somebody shows up with a need, you can't take care of it. Hello, y'all still up there? I'm killing it. If we're going to have revival, I got to kill it so I can bring it back. Listen, they were at the bottom. The young man, the daddy shows up. They pray for him, can't get anything to happen. Let me show you something that helps me. When Jesus came down off of the mountain, see, Peter's just like us. When he was on the mountain, he wanted to build a tabernacle and just set up house. Emmy's ever been to one of those meetings? They used to hear it years ago. Why don't we just stay in the altar? Oh, I've lost it. Anyone of y'all want this microphone over here? Listen, at the top of the mountain is where God revealed himself and the manifestation was so powerful that the scripture says that Jesus was whiter than any Clorox could ever make it. It says laundry if you go back and read. Hello? And God was there, overshadowed Jesus and said, this is my son. He wanted to build tabernacles. See, the reason you go to the mountain is so you can come back to the bottom. There are no needs at the top. Everything's okay. God showed up. Hello, is everybody still with me? Can I get an amen? But when he comes back to the bottom, the man looks at Jesus and said, your boys couldn't do it. They've been praying and hollering and yelling. and You know how we do when we can't get anybody to pray through. When I used to do youth camps as a state youth director, I, I decided you're either going to pray through or they're going to suffocate you. It's up to you. You've been to youth camp, I understand, man. I love it. I'm not criticizing. I like that. But here, we can't get him delivered. What's going on? Jesus said, Bring him to me. Anybody want to be brought to Jesus? Hey, hey, bring, bring him to me. And he looks at the Father and he says to the Father, Do you believe? The word believe there is the Greek word that says, now listen to this, do you trust me? Oh, my, 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 my. I got your attention now, don't I? He said, do you trust me? And the man says, oh, I I do. Help my unbelief. Thank God for that scripture because Jesus heard him say, help me with my unbelief, and he still healed his son. I'm so glad to tell you, even in the midst of doubts that come into my cranial area, he'll still take care of it. Even though sometimes when I'm trying to muster up all the faith I can, he still takes care of it when he sees doubt in my mind. Is everybody all right over here? Give me an amen. 
already gone to lunch, haven't you? Try that again. Amen. That's better. To give you a report, it's 12.01. Okay? That way you don't have to do this. Now look at this. Covenant. The Lord. My covenant God. He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my, there's a, another word in there called rohi. The word rohi in Hebrew means he's my shepherd. Wow. Anybody know him as your shepherd? Do you realize that a shepherd has names for his sheep? And when they come into the corral at night, he will take them and put his hands on each side of their little face and look at them and he knows who they are. I don't know about you, but I know the shepherd. There's times that he just takes my face in his hand and calls me by name. He knows my name. Hello? He knows each one by name. He takes care of each one individually. He takes all, and we'll preach this, we'll probably go back to this tonight, but he, take, he says he anoints my head with oil. The reason he anointed sheep with oil is because sheep have a problem with insects getting up their nose and laying eggs and forming something in there that could be a disease in their life. He said, I anoint your head with oil. I put oil in your nose. You know why you need the anointing oil? You don't want the disease that the devil's trying to put in you. You understand the devil can't stand the anointed. He can't break through the anointed. He can't get to where you are because you're under the anointing of God and under the anointing of God, he's protecting you. Somebody give him a praise in the house. Do you know why we're called sheep? I'm about to make somebody mad. One of the reasons we're called sheep is sheep are stupid. And sometimes we're the most stupid people in the world. You can talk, you can just blame it all on me. I know I am. There's sometimes I do such stupid things, I wonder why he even loves me. Hello? Uh, boy, y'all gonna leave me out here hanging by myself now. <laughs> they wander. A shepherd will go in and clear out rocks and anything that would bring harm so they will have a beautiful pasture to eat in. A, a shepherd will go ahead of them in that pasture and he will take that same anointing oil and pour it in a hole where a snake is. So when that snake tries to climb out, he just slides back down. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want the anointing that the devil will just slide right off of me. That he may try to get there, but he'll slide. Oh, does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Come on, I need some help in the house. He takes that. I'll quit here in a minute, okay? Oh, thank you. I got one that'll stay with me. Hallelujah. Listen, a sheep will not drink from running water because a sheep knows if they drink from running water, there is a possibility they will fall in and their wool will get saturated with water and they will drown. That's why he leads me beside the still water. 
Let me, let me stop there just a minute. It says he makes me to what? Lie down in green. Say makes. That's what you have to do to a sheep. They ain't got sense enough to do it. Hello? There's sometimes he pulls me aside and says lay down. There's sometimes I need to stop what I'm doing and lay down. Why? Because he wants to take care of me. My body was so tired last night. I drove, I got up yesterday morning about 5 o'clock, drove all the way up here. We went out to eat. and well, I don't think we ate a whole lot, but we sure had a good time. And when I got through, I got back, and I thought, man, I hit the bed. I was gone. But then I woke up about 4, okay? What's the matter? I needed the rest. Sometimes you just need to lay down. Be still and know that I am God. Who say that with me. Say, be still and know that I am God. Did you hear me? The word still. Say still. The word still in Hebrew is the word rapha. It actually says, be healed and know that I am God. The reason he makes you to lay down in green pastures is so he can heal your body and restore it so you can get up and go again. I don't know about you, but I'm preaching as good as I can preach. God's given me a word for somebody in this house, and you need to take it and understand God's given it. Oh, hallelujah. A sheep will not go in a deep glen. It talks about the valley of the shadow of death. A sheep does not do that because they become so heavy with wool, they flip over and they can't get up. Say wool. Wool is not given to a sheep for them. Wool is given to the sheep for somebody else. Blessings are not given to you. Woo! Come on, folks. We've hoarded too many blessings too long. We are given blessings so we can bless somebody else. You better help me. This is, the, this is about the best I've preached lately. It may get worse tonight, okay? But that sheep will flip over. And if he stays there long enough, he can't get up. That's why he says he will leave the 99 and go find the one. Listen, when a sheep flips over, all the blood drains out of his legs. And if the shepherd came and flipped him over, it would break his legs. But the shepherd comes. Stick your hand up like that. Here's what the shepherd does. He begins to rub each leg individually till he restores circulation. Lord, I'm sticking myself up. <laughs> Lord, would you rub me today? Hello, does anybody need a rub from God? He rubs each leg until it gets back to where it should be. Then he turns that sheep over and he takes him home. Sometimes he puts him around his neck and takes him back to the fold. What are you saying? I'm saying we know that the Lord is my shepherd. Say shepherd. Woo! Y'all still all right up here? Y'all fanning, so that's good. I'm going to close, hopefully. 
I'm going to shut my Bible so it looks good. A sheep wanders where he shouldn't go. You know what a shepherd will do? A shepherd, if he keeps wandering, will break his leg. So if you're going through some pain, maybe you just needed your leg broken because he don't want you to wander away anymore. I'm not telling you the Lord broke your leg, okay? Don't, don't misinterpret. But sometimes we go through that pain because he's saying, quit wandering away. Quit wandering away. All right, I told you I was going to close. And don't worry about it. The Apostle Paul said finally and did another chapter. Listen, he brings those sheep. They have a corral. And when he brings them to that corral, he, puts, he checks each one individually, knows them by name. He puts them in there for tonight. He doesn't have a door. He lays down and becomes the door. Aren't you glad the shepherd's your door? Y'all still with me out here? Say, say he's coming to a close. He's just having a hard time landing the airplane. I, I can see the lights. I can't get it down. Now watch this. He brings them, he puts them in there and, and do it all night long. They're in there standing straight up because they're so crowded. Whew, they can't move. Anybody ever been in one of those places cramped up in a bus or an airplane for hours and hours and hours and boy, when you got loose. Hello, you know what I'm talking about? All right. I don't know where the scripture's located but I'm gonna use it and you can find it later. It's in Matthew. There's a scripture in Matthew that says this, that the kingdom of heaven how does it say? Take it by force. Violent. The word there's violent, okay? And it must take it by force. Everybody know what I'm talking about? You got time, it's in the Gospels, and I've narrowed it down to Matthew, okay? You can look later. Now look at this. Here's what he's saying. What happens is the sheep are cooped up all night long. And the next morning, the shepherd gets up and opens the gate. The sheep don't just wander out. You know what they do? They come running and bucking and jumping and hopping. Why? Because they've been cooped up all night long and they're so excited to get out. That's one of the interpretations of that scripture is we've been cooped up long enough. I'm ready to jump and buck and run and know that Jesus is my Lord and he is my shepherd. Does anybody want to get out? Does anybody want to get out? Woo! Everybody okay? Say close. She said cut it short. <laughs> what am I going to do with her? Y'all not helping me at all. Y'all just letting her talk. She said, I got to love her. We're in the covenant, but that don't mean I can't do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm through. Will you come back tonight? We're going to continue on with this. I'm going to share with you some insights in this scripture you've never heard before. But I believe today somebody needs to realize one more time. You keep failing. You keep wandering away. You keep messing up. He just sent me by today to tell you that the shepherd loves you. Don't care how battered and bruised and broken you are. You may have mud all over you, but he said, come on, he'll clean you up. 
He said, come on, he'll wash you with the water of the word. He'll wash you with the blood. He'll set you free. Does anybody know the shepherd? Give him praise in his house. Stand to your feet and give him praise. So far, the early service and this service, I didn't have a clue, but God did. I know that I've deposited the word in somebody. If, if you've received it, kind of raise your hand so I can see it. Now what you need to do is put it in here. It's not whether you can leave here today and talk about what I preached. It's whether you can leave here today and live what I preached. Hello. I want you to learn. I want you to discuss. I want you to get, but I want you to get it in here. Because when it gets in here, it germinates a seed and it becomes a full-blown plant flower. Anybody ready to blossom? Who is it in this house that has struggled as recently as last night? Who is it that has struggled this week? Who is it that takes a step forward and two back? Who is it that's prayed so many times you think the Lord is just don't want to put up with you? He said to tell you he don't care if you come a thousand times. His forgiveness is still there. His love is still there. You are his. Hello. I don't know who you are, but I know you're struggling because the Lord's showing me struggle, struggle, struggle. It's like a fight. It's like it's going on like this. There's somebody here today that meant we could almost open your heart and sell tickets. Just to go away. Here's what, oh, thank you, Lord. He said to tell you that you've allowed a stronghold to take place in your life. Stronghold. Say stronghold. Say it. A stronghold is a lie that you believe is true. God just gave that to me. You can do what you want to with it. But you allow the enemy to tell you a lie and then you believe it. He's a liar. It is not true. You are God's child. He does love you. He is bringing you out. Holy Spirit. Your struggle is my struggle. Your fight is my fight, says the Lord. Quit rising up in yourself. Lean on me, and in my covenant with you, I will bring you through victorious. Come on, give him praise, church. Ha ha! Ha ha! Ha! In the name of Jesus, as they began to play and sing. <laughs> Hear me. It's your time to move toward your God as he waits on you. 
He's willing to rub your legs, get the circulation back, put you on your feet, and take you back to the fold. Whoever you are, as they begin to sing, walk in Jesus' name. I stand, Lord, my life Come on. Is in your the only way you'll get rid of the struggle is to come up here and let that stronghold be broken and let him break every chain, break every chain, break it. Come on, in the name of Jesus. The enemy hoodwinks you. The enemy makes you feel intimidated. He's a liar. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Lord, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. All right, I need some prayer partners. We got a whole bunch of people that need somebody praying with them. Come on, if you're a Holy Ghost field or you're one of the altar workers or you're on, you're on a council or whatever it is, come on, come on, don't let them pray by themselves. They need you. Pray with them. Intercede for them. Come on, come on, come on. Break, break it, break it, break it. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break it, break it, break it, Lord. My Lord, we're not here just to have something to say. We're not here just to see people. We're here to see deliverance. We're here to see the chains broken, chains broken, chains broken, chains broken. Give myself
to break every chain, 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 There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power, power, wonder working power
This morning while these continue to pray we want to be I meant to say this earlier in the service but let's be very prayerful for Pastor Mitch Birch the Town Boulevard Church of God just have been brokenhearted over the weekend uh, over the week for them I will be making a visit over to the visitation today but we want to keep this pastor and his family in our prayers amen I'll be mentioning it tonight, making sure I meant to say it earlier. But as we're dismissed in prayer, let's pray for this pastor and his family and for tonight and for this revival. Would you help me? Father, as we come before you, we thank you for the moving of your spirit in this place. We thank you, God, for the power that has been at work in the lives of, of your people. We pray today in the name of Jesus for this revival that, Lord, Many souls will be saved, transformed, and changed forever, called by your ministry. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I am believing tonight, today, that you will touch Pastor Birch. Be with him. Touch the Town Boulevard congregation. Let them sense and feel and know the love and support and prayers of Christians all over our community. As Lord, we are seeking for your comfort and your presence to keep them and to strengthen them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.